Okay, hi guys, welcome beautiful people. Welcome to the first episode of Deep Culture. Uh, my name is Fali and today I have a special guest with me. But before I get into that, um, just want to give you guys a bit of a background or a bit of a context about what this channel is going to be about. Now, this channel is called Deep Culture because in these episodes, I'm going to go deep with the participants or with the guests that come on. Right, so one of the things that I find most, uh, I'm most passionate about, and I enjoy listening and hearing about, are people's experiences in life. Right, everybody has a different journey in life. Everybody has something different to offer. Everybody has something unique to share about, and that's what really fascinates me. And I think that because they have such fascinating stories to tell, it's not just me who can be inspired by it, but I believe by having this podcast, it can also inspire you too as well. Right, so that's the purpose of this channel, and that's one of the reasons why I'm doing this. And I hope that you guys will enjoy it too. If you're the type of person who likes deep conversations, right, not the surface kind, but the one that goes beyond the surface, that goes under the iceberg, right, under the iceberg, under the tip of the iceberg, right. We're looking at things like what are your culture, what is your character like, what was your uh, mindset. That you had as you continued to go on uh, in your life towards pursuing a certain goal, or is it by when you're starting a family, or when you're getting your first job? What is your goal? Is it to be a millionaire? Is it to be an art, uh, an artist, or a writer? So on, so forth. And that's the kind of guest that we'll be having on on this channel, right? So that's basically uh, a good short introduction for this channel. Uh, for today, I have a special guest with me who's a very dear friend who is also one of my mentors, I would say, uh, in this entrepreneurship journey of mine. So sh- her name is Manisha Delani, right? Uh, she's a, actually a, uh, a writer of books. She actually co-authored a book called Homeless, together with Liana Damira and Kai Anwar. Uh, she's also co-authored in a book called Crowdsource, which is a compilation of stories for entrepreneurs. On top of that, she also does a lot of... Uh, content marketing for I can't name the global pharmaceutical company but she's also done blog writing for software service company called Jumper AI and for other local and small regional small business owners last but not least she's also just very recently launched a resource platform called Mini Marketing Hacks right which is her her baby project right now uh, she's enjoying it a lot uh, basically what that project offers is that it's a resource it offers resources for small business owners uh, and it offers quick and easy marketing solutions like social media image uh, social media image packs consultation calls and swipe files for download as well All right so without further ado let me please introduce to you Manisha Delani hi 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 Manisha how are you good how are you good good did you enjoy my introduction Yes, it was very good. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Okay. Was it awkward though? <laughs> <laughs> for a first time, my first podcast on the channel, it was actually really good. Okay. Succinct, I must Succinct. say. Well yeah. done. <laughs> so, thank you. Thank you. So how's Circuit Breaker treating you so far? Uh, it's been alright. It's been, what, three weeks now? Almost a month? Close mm-hmm. to a month already. Um, I think for a person like me who's pretty introverted, uh, no problem so far. I'm enjoying sitting at home, reading, doing work, 
watching TV, cooking, mm. eating. <laughs> eating. Yeah, it's pretty alright. Yes. So this uh, latest extension of the circuit breaker along with the new rules of uh, desserts and bubble tea must be hitting you, huh? Very much so. Uh, <laughs> but I'm very lucky to have friends who have been delivering cake and chocolate to me. So thank you, everyone. <laughs> you mean they baked it or what? No, I have, so far I've just got chocolate bars. I'm waiting for someone to bake me and send me something. <laughs> waiting, uh, hint, hint. Hint, hint, <laughs> right. Viewers out there, if you guys are pastry, <laughs> chefs or something like that. Uh, yeah, okay. So, what do you want to say? How do we go about this? <laughs> <laughs> you tell me. Okay, so maybe give a big, uh, I, I gave a, a short introduction or brief introduction of yourself, of you. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can share yeah. a bit more about yourself, what you think I missed out on. Mm, for starters, I guess uh, you pretty much covered the basics. Uh, freelance writing for about mm, 13, no, more than 13 years now. I first was published when I was 12 years old wow. in a little magazine. Um, I've been dabbling with writing on and off when I was younger. I, I tried a lot of things. I did a lot of hustles on the side. And then finally, age caught up with me and I was like okay I need to find one thing that I really want to do and it be- I decided that I was going to be writing I've been writing freelance for almost a decade now uh, professionally uh, quit my job end of October no, yeah and mid of October 2017 no 2018 well I'm, I'm losing track of my years now <laughs> 2018 uh, so it's been about a year and a half that I've been freelancing full-time so the business has been running full-time now um, it's pretty interesting because I enjoy working for uh, smaller businesses solo businesses who just need that extra help extra push extra guidance with content marketing because sometimes it's just as simple as okay I need things on my social media page or I need an, an article for my blog and then they don't have the time to do it because mm. they are like two or three people in the team only and they're too busy making money which right. is Fair enough, but you know, on the on the back end, you need something to continue running. So that's mm. where I come in, and that's where I like and enjoy helping people. Um, another part of me that maybe you missed out is how I'm <laughs> such a nomad. Uh, I right. was born in Singapore. <laughs> this is the most interesting story about me. I always find it's like the perfect icebreaker. Where are you from? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so born in Singapore, raised in Brunei, and Malaysian citizen, but um. So I have clients from all three countries. I mm-hmm. also do work for some international firms, um, sometimes on ad, mostly on ad hoc basis whenever they need. They have a writer gap in between different projects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yes. And like you mentioned, I re- recently decided to focus down and launch a resource platform because I realized that a lot of small businesses have similar issues, similar needs. Mm-hmm. And with mini marketing hacks, I think it comes down to just picking up a few small things, quick hacks that you can do and immediately implement into your business without cracking your head too much because it gets very overwhelming when we sit down and consult someone with marketing, like full on reports and like mm. a thousand things that you can do to improve. It's very overwhelming for small businesses. So the idea behind this was when I talk to my clients, they're like, okay, give me one thing that I can do now. So that's where mini marketing hacks. It actually started with an as an Instagram profile first, which I just slid hmm. on the side. But I decided to develop on it more since I'm very free now. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> of the COVID nineteen situation. 
Yeah, because of course, unfortunately, some clients had to pause their operations because mm. um, they're non-essential companies. Um, I still catch up with them, but um, I think because they really can't do much right now. Even marketing is just making sure that they stay top of mind. It's nothing aggressive anymore. Mm. Um, so yeah, I did have a lot of time. And because I know I can't, I, I don't have that. Um, you know, when we procrastinate, we're like, oh, what am I now? Go out for my Ah, yes, yes, yes. Procrastinate. <laughs> okay, yeah. Sorry. You know, we're like, oh, let's just go out for a while. I can't do that now. So all that energy has been now focused into just, just do something. Mm. So yeah, that's done. Okay. You were also doing something for kids, if I'm not wrong, during this period, right? Yeah. Um, the day before, uh, the day of Circuit Breaker when they announced it was going to happen. So the day, I have been playing with, I have many ideas in my head. I'm one of those people, like a whole list, a notebook of a lot of ideas. So one of it was to always create activity packs for younger children. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that, okay, Circuit Breaker, children are going to be at home all the time, driving their parents Mad with love, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I told I my have sister, that. and I was like, "Yeah, you know." <laughs> so I told my sister, and I was like, "Let's just try." So one day before I, because my dad's in the retail line, he has a few suppliers in Singapore. So I called them up, and I'm like, "Hey, do you guys have these things for like making packs?" They were like, "Yeah, but you need to come today because we close tomorrow." for like a month so I ran out of the house I bought whatever I could and yeah so since that has been happening we actually made um, about 15, 16, 17 activity packs for different families and we even were, we got really lucky because one of the mums who bought from us mm-hmm. uh, she was actually helping out with the home where uh, essential workers actually leave their child for daycare and mm. they needed things to bring back home because they don't have their moms or dads that they are with them all the time. It's either they stay with their aunt or auntie. So we made a few mini packs that we gave for charity, you know. So that was nice because you could even do something for them amidst the little supplies that we have now because we, we just run out of supplies. We just can't yeah. do anymore. Yeah, so that we were quite grateful for that. Mm. So is that like only for the short term? For like, Is this project only for this... Uh circuit breaker period or are you planning to like dive into children toys or children games as well after this uh, I've always been wanting to do children books that's mm. one thing that I've always been interested in so now knowing and understanding because in my family I am the youngest my sister does not have children and obviously I don't have children uh, <laughs> so we don't actually have very good experience with what children like and you know different ages so after all the feedback that we've gotten uh, unfortunately, now we are only left with about six or seven packs that we can sell for this circuit breaker because supplies are on low already. Yeah. We've kind of run out of everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, we would love to continue this for the school holidays in the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe we can come up with more booklets to actually help children, you know, have fun, learn a few things, keep them occupied while my moms and dads cook or you know run an errand or something yeah i mean that's super super duper helpful i mean i'm not a parent but i do have a nephew at home and i can testify that they can be uh, a handful without any distractions yeah so those distractions definitely (laughs) help a lot okay so um thanks for sharing that manisha now my question i think the first thing that i want to dive into is you mentioned that you're an author, right? You're an author. Mm-hmm. But at the same mm-hmm. time, yes. is being an author also your own, uh, your, your own business? Is, 
is that what you do for your own business or do you also do other stuff as well? Well, I am a writer. My business is writing. Okay. Um, and there are a lot of clients who have approached me to author their books, but I can't mm-hmm. say author because I'm ghostwriting. So it's okay. just uh, semantics, you know. Um, yeah, one is ghostwriting. When it comes to authoring my own books, yes, mm-hmm. um, that's not really a business. That's more of a goal <laughs> to okay. do more books for myself. Uh, I... Should be writing more for myself, but uh-huh. <laughs> at the moment not happening. <laughs> Inspiration has not stuck. Maybe after this call. Okay. Um, yeah. So I hope that answers your question. Okay. So how did you get into writing then? Or uh, yeah, how did you get into writing? What was it that inspired you to do writing as a profession? Um, I don't know when was that one moment when it happened. Uh, I I really I, I always try to look back into my school life and think, but it's just uh, a series of being put into positions requiring writing that made me realize that no matter where I go, what <laughs> I do, I will still somehow be asked to write something. When I was in primary school, I used to love reading. Mm-hmm. I started reading very early because of my sister, but it was more like those teenage fiction stories. Kind of yeah, like right. Sweet Valley and all of that, you know. Okay. Well, that was what <laughs> I was exposed to. Nobody gave me classics to read. And mm. I came from a very small town that didn't have that culture. So when I got published, and the, my first article that was published was in Malay, not in English. Wow. Yeah, so, like you know, it didn't... Me, I mean... Yeah, I, <laughs> okay, like, it was just a karangan called Sekolah Saya, but yeah. I am very mm-hmm. proud of it. I was 12 and I got paid 40 bucks for it. Wow. So, not complaining, ah. Huh? Yeah, Thank not you. complaining. <laughs> and okay. then, uh, after that, secondary school, um, I discovered that I could borrow books from the library. I had mm-hmm. a Matilda moment. Um, then... I started writing and editing for the school newsletter. A friend, a few friends of mine actually went to the principal and asked them that can we start start a school newsletter because we only had a yearbook before that, no monthly newsletter. Right. So we started there, and then I always was on the yearbook team. I started writing scripts for the drama. We did actually have a drama club, but uh, some of the students were like, "Let's put something together." It's like, okay. <laughs> and then mm. I used to script right. Amidst writing, I used to do other things. So it was like, okay, writing and directing. So they would put directing? me as the director. But I would, yeah, I used to I used to actually direct plays as well. Yeah, oh my God, I did so many things. Right, yeah. <laughs> right? So then when I came to Singapore, I told myself I'm going to go into mass comm. I want to be a journalist. And then I failed the journalism class. So I was like, hmm, maybe not. Because I okay. realized that I cannot write structure. I'm very bad. I'm more of a free flow writer. Uh, and the structure of a newspaper article was not cutting it for me. So like I, I cannot write. What's know, the structure of a newspaper maybe I had article a, like? So you have the lead paragraph where you have to introduce and then mm-hmm. you have to be not biased at all. And maybe because I'm an emotional person, so I was like, no, the person felt very sad. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I cannot say that. Right? Mm-hmm. So it was not fail because I'm a bad writer. It was fail because I was not following instructions. Mm. You know? So I think my I had a very strict teacher, but I, I mean, I'm actually very grateful for that because he was like, look, you are a very good writer, but you can't seem to get this newspaper <laughs> thing is just not for you. I really don't think it's meant for you. 
the next semester I had feature writing class, which is more for magazine lifestyle, and I was mm. good at that. Right. So I realized that journalism is not the, the the right thing for me. I had to tweak it a little bit, but still I went into advertising. I mm. did a lot of PR. I did marketing. I did I did a, a magazine. I did design. I did a lot of web design, uh, graphic design. But mm-hmm. then eventually, when I got my full time job again, which was had nothing to do with what I did, I realized that it was writing that I kept coming back to. So this was in two thousand and. 12 I think where I was like no the one thing that I want to do and call myself now is a writer it's not a designer I I have the talent to do a lot of other things so I can assist you but my main job will always be writing so is writing to you more like a passion or is it just that something that you know you're good at so you're gonna pursue it both a bit of both because it started from uh, I wanted to be a journalist to now it is okay I need to make money to eat mm. so I will keep writing uh, of course there are moments where there's confidence issues that so people are like oh you're a writer you know um, but I've always found I'm a very simple writer I don't hmm. like okay. writing jargons I don't so there's a little bit of a niche that I haven't you know I've not found the finesse in my niche yet but so I'm just a generic people are like what kind of writer are you I'm like the one who just start typing or I don't know <laughs> I really don't know <laughs> Doesn't that make all of us writers? Writers, yeah, precisely. I'm like, okay, you know, the generic kind. There's no, there's no niche here. What do you need? What you need, you tell me. If I can help you, I help you. If I can't, I'll tell you. No, sorry, I can't help you. Like technical stuff, engineering, medical, all I cannot do lah. Because that one requires expertise, and I am no expert in any of those. Yeah. So this, so this whole writing thing is for you as much as a passion job, as much as a passion. Thing, then it is a job as well. So that's where yeah, you decided a... to. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry. Um. No. I suddenly, <laughs> remembered this article called "From Passion to Profit." Yeah. So this yeah. is exactly what it is. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Right. So then, Sorry. how did you take that step? Then, how, what was it like for you to take that step from? You know, most of us will decide to go and go the normal route about uh, getting just a, another day job somewhere, right? But you've taken this step. Mm. I uh, think for when was it? Twelve years ago, you said. I decided to freelance right to uh, about nine nine and a half years ago, lah. Hmm. But full time was almost two years ago, close right. to two years. Yeah. So at a point in nine and a half years ago, what was it that compelled you to want to do this as a as a business, as an entrepreneur? You know, in life, I have always realized that I've been very lucky. I feel mm-hmm. very blessed that sometimes I just get a calling to do things. Um, this was one of the moments before 2012. It was always something that I used to do. People used to ask me that. Like, I used to design website. They were like, "Okay, you can write. Can you just write a copy for me?" So it was more like a that time writing was an add-on. Mm, it was not okay. the main thing, right? Right. So that's where when in 2012 I was doing a lot of reflection in the beginning of the year, and I realized. Somehow or another, like I said earlier, mm-hmm. I end up doing writing. So <laughs> I didn't think much of it, lah. I was like, you know, whatever. Let's see what comes. I'm just gonna tell a few people mm. and put it up on my LinkedIn. That's that's how it started. I put it up on my LinkedIn. I got a message from some person who worked in the same building as I did. Okay. Because he saw the company that I was working for, but he also did see that I am dabbling as a freelance writer. 
he called me for lunch and huh? that was like the first legit company that came up to me and we were like, <laughs> they were like we want to hire we want a blogger a blog writer you know article writer for our blogs and mm. it's not it's not heavy it's like two articles a month so i'm like yeah that's fine i can do it in a weekend you know it's not a problem mm. and from there it just gave me the inspiration to kick it off lah that was it it was just that trial one block first and then we see how we like it of course i was like going crazy like, oh no what if they don't like it oh my god right. help me you know all that drama in my head mm-hmm. um but yeah that was i was very i'm very blessed i just feel like that if that didn't happen i don't know if i would be here today or not hmm but that's another thing though i mean i've known you for quite a bit i think it's been about a year now it's not really quite a bit like, oh, but it's been yeah. about a year right <laughs> So one of the yeah. things that I admire most about you is that you have the ability to be very uh, resourceful and you have the right traits as an entrepreneur I feel right because like you mentioned earlier you know now is the uh, circuit breaker period and you know that kids will be staying at home you managed to find that mm. loophole where you know parents are going to need help taking care of kids you know yep. so there's other incidents that you've shared with me about so I'm just wondering was that the case also when you started Uh, as a freelance writer or content marketer like did you notice that there was a gap in the market therefore you know this is something i'm going to do as well actually when it comes to writing it was a complete opposite mm. uh there are a lot of writers out there okay. and more now mm. um if there's anything that drops my confidence is the fact that there are a lot of writers <laughs> out there like oh no how do i keep up with competition mm. um maybe that answer that I think it goes back to what you asked me earlier about mm. passion. Yeah, mm. so it was more like a no, I like doing this because when I started hustling, mm-hmm. when I was I had the mind to I started hustling when I was like 10 years old. I started selling stickers. Okay, so Okay. Entrepreneur oh, business is in my blood lah. <laughs> 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 okay. But legit type I did when I was when I came to Singapore, I like to design websites. Mm-hmm. So I I thought it was a passion because I mistook my ability to put a website together as a passion because I was okay. young I didn't understand right mm. and I was like okay I can take my passion and I can make a profit out of it and I started charging like 500 bucks by the way this charge does not apply to people 500 <laughs> bucks for a website and I got like a bunch of clients ah mm-hmm. so uh towards the end of my enjoying web design stint, I started hating it. Like, really, okay. really hate web designing with a vengeance, okay? <laughs> like, I don't want to design a website ever again. Um, so, when I started writing, I was very scared that this was one of those things. Mm. You know, like, oh my God, what if I write and I get like, not very nice clients and, yeah. you know, I will start hating it. Okay? I don't want to hate writing. So, I was very skeptical. Mm-hmm. There's no business sense in this writing passion of mine. Okay. You want me to write something, you tell me what you want me to write. I will if I will charge you lah, of course, because I need to eat also. Mm-hmm. But it was never about making a million out of it because I've seen how book industries work. You know, unless you're J.K. Rowling or Tolkien, which at the moment I don't have the confidence to admit that I am, <laughs> mm-hmm. or the experience to admit, I will not. Kaching, kaching, you know, out of this, and I never had that in my mind. So when it comes to other things, I'm like, yeah, I have to. I can see the gap in the market. I can identify and I can go in. 
like um, another one of uh, projects that I worked on with uh, my friend Diana is um, we came up with a virtual assistance course on Udemy because mm. there was a gap. It was a good timing that we did it because it was pre-coronavirus. So now people are, you know, looking for things to study online. So it came, well, fortunately or unfortunately, it came at the at a good time. Okay, I don't want to make money out of this stuff, but yeah, you know, <laughs> it sounds bad when you say it that way, but yeah. yeah. Um, but with writing, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was never that objective. It was never that, yeah. Is there an objective now though? Um, I think it's still the same. Mm-hmm. It's, I want to help people get their stories out. Okay. Um, now, because I feel like I'm a bit more experienced and I don't want to, for the lack of a better word, I don't want to waste time with people's pet projects. Uh, there were a lot of people who came up to me and they were like, oh, I want to ghostwrite something. But then I don't see infusion. It never helped them. And they mm. didn't, obviously they didn't have a budget. It was a very small budget. So I'm like, look, is this something you're seriously working on or not? Because then I will rather concentrate on an existing client who really needs help with something. You know, like maybe an e-commerce, I don't know, write-up or uh, e-newsletter or something. Like I'd rather use my resource and my time to do that for them. Mm. So I'm a bit more picky now. Maybe, I don't. I still don't think that's the hustle side of it. Um, yeah, I think it's the same. It has not changed much. Okay. And what about your in personal, not personal, individual goals? Like, do you plan to become JRR? What was it? JRR token? Token, token. Yeah. JK I'm saying yes to yes, JR Tokyo, not yes, I want to become <laughs> Although, wow. Wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Goals. <laughs> so, what's, the, what's, what's it going to take for you, let's say, to reach that stage as a writer? What, because this is writing is, is, a, is a, a new world for me, right? Like, I know how to write uh, basic. Mm composition or uh, content just a bit of content writing and stuff but in the world of writing itself what is the vast difference between uh, I would consider you a professional writer right because you do it as a profession thank you yeah so what's the difference between a professional writer and say somebody like J.R.R. Token 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 I would say both are professional in their own ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is probably more of a author because they write books and one is a writer which is a bit more corporate. I'm sure in her earliest, I don't really know the background of Rowling, but I'm sure in her earliest, mm. she may have also been with writing for um, just writing to make money or something. Okay. Um, so to answer your question, what was your question about taking the step to becoming an author? Like, uh, no, no, not the step to become an author, but like, what's the steps you can take to reach that stage? Like, what's uh, the big difference? Right. Yeah. Right. Is it like creativity? Uh, Could it be creativity? Is it uh, the storytelling, the way that they storytell with their characters and stuff? I don't know. I think it's imagination. Hmm. Uh, to me, it's uh, it's always been when I used to write uh, poetry before, it was very imaginative. So you actually, it's a mix of imagination, structure, discipline. Because uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of us have stories in our head. You know, it's like, okay, you know, this dragon came from nowhere, whatever. <laughs> but we have the discipline to sit down, structure this story out, put our imagination onto paper and actually make it happen. So, 
every, like you said, you know, it kind of makes everyone a writer. Anyone can write. Mm-hmm. You have a pen, you have a paper, you have a computer, <laughs> you even use your own voice. You know, you, you, someone can, you can dictate and someone can write for you. No problem. Right. Um, you know, so everyone's a storyteller. It's, if we were to say how to fill in the gap, it's a good question because if I knew, I would have already done it. <laughs> <laughs> if I really, Oops. really knew that, these, <laughs> these are my, my, what I think it is because uh, these are the few things that I lack discipline for once. Uh, okay. Imagination, I have a wild one, but I tend to not have the discipline to put it down and structure it. So mm. it's all like floating in my head and um, I either use the excuse of I have no time because I'm working <laughs> for my clients mm-hmm. or I have no time because I'm procrastinating. Procrastinating. Um, yes, yes. Yes. So yeah. Okay, so eventually, I guess uh, mm. this uh, individual goal will become a priority. Uh, can can we time. say that we look forward to hearing Singapore's best writer? Wow, I'm soon? sure you can hear her or her, hear her or him already, lah. Quite quite a lot. They are quite good already. Yeah. Let's not forget that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so what else about you? Uh, let's say your business. How's your business going? Oh, now or like since the start? Uh, okay, what's your journey been like as an entrepreneur so far? Wow, it's been crazy. Uh, yeah, very crazy. I think from the start, I think some of the crazier moments are Mostly client involving Like some of them have requests. I'm like, huh, how to do this? I don't know how to do this. But like you said, and I'm not bragging, but I do feel like I'm a pretty resourceful person. Yeah. <laughs> I will find out. Okay. I will find out how to do it and I will try. And I will, I, I've learned a lot of things since I started. Um, you know, in the beginning, when you're younger, you're a bit more impulsive. You take more risks. You just like, okay, I want to do this idea. It's great, you know. Right. And... And then they, you meet stumbling blocks. And then depending on how passionate you are about the project, you are willing to pick it up or drop it. And mm-hmm. when I was younger, I picked up very fast, but I dropped things very fast too. Okay. Because I never had the heart in it. I was like, oh, cool idea. Okay, let's try. And then like two months later, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> Bye. Sorry. I quit. See y'all. Right. You know? Um, because the hard one, like it, the same thing happened when I started writing. I was like, um, again, one of the things I was worried about was, okay, I don't have enough confidence, don't have um, too many competition. And the third thing was, oh my God, is this going to be one of the things I quit again? Right. I don't want this to be one of the things that I quit again. Mm. So um, I think maturity has set in. And nowadays, if you get an, a weird request or a very rushed request, and I'm not in the frame of mind to write because... One of the things about writing is there are great writers out there who can just write like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And then there's me who overthinks. And I'm like, oh God, what do I write? I have like 10 lines in my head and I'm like, hmm, which one do I choose? So <laughs> I'm not an impulsive writer. I have to really think about uh, what I want to put on paper and getting rushed projects sometimes becomes frustrating. But last time when I got these kind of projects, it was oh no, I become sad and I'm, I'm frustrated. Now it's like, okay, I'm going to just go and eat chocolate and think about it and come back and then write, you know? So it's more of, okay, this is going to happen. The expectation is there that some things are going to frustrate you. Mm-hmm. And then you just, you just 
acknowledge that this is frustrating and then figure out what to do about it. So I've, I think over the years, I've become more of a solutions-driven person rather than harping on the problem kind of person, which I was a lot of before. Hmm. And I don't know. Okay, so for me, right, one of the things I, that's one of the things that I've learned also, uh, uh, as well in this entrepreneurship journey, right? Uh, mm-hmm. It's about, it's about coping in a way that suits you, I feel, mm. right? So I want to ask you, do you think that everybody should at least at some point try being an entrepreneur so that they can understand this uh, do you think that it's a worthwhile journey to, to go uh, and do for mm. them? Because I, what I find is that an entrepreneurship journey is very fulfilling. In a sense, you get to learn a lot about yourself, about how you tackle mm. challenges, about how you, uh, you know, build your business. So I find it very fulfilling in that sense. So I just want to know your take. Do you think that you know, everybody should try that as well? Uh, yes, but with a clause. So there are a lot of us who are in love with this idea of digital nomadism, becoming your own boss, mm. and then we just jump into it. Right. Um, I knew I could do it a long time ago. I had that much confidence in myself, but I still didn't because okay. I was like, am I being impulsive? I was like, okay, I can do it, but am I going to do it well enough or not? Am mm. I able to control my emotions or not? So a lot of us, they, we just, you know, when we are younger nowadays, we see the generations that we're going to take a break, we're going to do entrepreneur. It's good that we all do that because like you said, we do learn a lot. But if we are a little um, older, if we have more responsibilities, I think the best way to do it is to do it on the side first. Because that way you actually get to know whether you can actually pull through uh, right. with yourself first. Because emotions are not, not a lot of us have good grip on our emotions. I'm not one of those people who has a good grip on our emotions. And entrepreneurship will give you a roller coaster of emotions. Hmm. So you will go through times where you hit a great sale and you're like, awesome, man, you know, I hmm. can keep going, you're full of adrenaline. And then there's that moment where you don't get any clients for like two months and you're like, oh no, what do I yeah. do? How do I eat now? Right? Mm-hmm. So you will go through ups and downs. So a great tip would be for parents, especially. Um, hmm. I'm very lucky that my parents let me sell stickers when I was 10 because <laughs> I learned a lot. I okay. really learned a lot from just, you know, selling stickers to my friends. I was like the early grab delivery person because I used to live in a shop house. Mm-hmm. So my friends who used to live in like the residential areas, they used to ask me to buy things from the shops and then bring it to school. Okay. I mean, like pioneering grab delivery. So in you got a delivery fee, right? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like 10 cents, uh, my delivery fee. So, you know, like it was really interesting to have learned that so early and to have mm. gone through like friends who are like, no, suddenly they changed their mind, I don't want to buy. And it's like something I don't even use. So I'm like, hmm, what now? Of course, mm. at that time, I didn't know that this is just like bad debts. Uh. <laughs> now it's like, okay, you know, this is going to have collateral damage, I guess you could call it. <laughs> but now you have the wisdom to come out and like make sense out of it. But mm. uh it's good to actually have the experiences when we are younger. So parents were like, you know, times like this, we don't know what to do. Try to try to play games with your children. Like, okay, you need to sell something or you need to make something to sell, like make cookies or just to get like, and get your family group to support. But don't 
only keep it limited. Like, you know, we're like, oh, never mind, the cousin will buy and then we'll just keep quiet. Don't give feedback. You must, one of the things that we don't know how to handle very well is feedback. Mm, okay. So, actually, going through the ups and downs of it when you are not so young, lah, maybe like a teenager or something, that's really, really helpful. But it's never too late to learn anything. So, even if you're in your 50s or 60s and you want to try it now, great time. Mm. Okay, very cool. Very, very cool. Nice tip. Mm. All right. Uh, what next? Uh, let's say COVID-19. How has that been then for you? Mm. For business-wise? Business-wise is a little... Well, initially when it happened, it was very scary because it's mm. like, oh no. Because I kept getting calls from clients. Uh, I have Malaysian clients. So they were like, sorry, Malaysia, we can't pay you because we have to stop everything. You know, in Malaysia, it's stricter. We it started earlier with businesses. Um... But then there are clients who are essential. So they actually made me think of ways to help them in times like this. So I actually have been cracking my brain a lot. Mm -hmm. I've actually been calling my clients who say they cannot pay, but I've still been maintaining communications and telling them like, look, you still can do this. I'm not asking you for money, but please maintain your efforts where you have done it for so long, you know, and we can look at things later. Don't worry about, we, we have to be there for each other now. It's actually teaching me how to become more giving. Like, I mean, yeah, with even the activity packs, you know, giving mm. to the charity group. Um, I'm just trying to help small businesses myself, uh, food businesses especially, of course. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like people selling cookies just before this new um, thing came. I was like, okay, I'll buy a bottle or something like that. So it's a mix, good mix of give and take, I guess, for businesses everywhere. Right. Yeah. When you were mentioning that, you know, you were cracking your brain to try and help your clients, right? Again, mm. f- to me, that highlights your resourcefulness about trying to get the best out of the, the situation. So I'm just wondering, going back to what we were earlier talking about as well about this entrepreneurship journey, do you think being resourceful is key to being an entrepreneur? Yes, definitely. Because uh, being adaptable. Mm-hmm is very important because uh, resourceful is, I guess it's a fine line. Um, if you, if this had happened to someone who was not adaptable, they would probably be, it would be very difficult for them to stop and say like, oh no, how do I change? How do I, the willingness to adapt has to be there first. Okay. Then you can say, okay, then you have the mindset to be like, okay, I have to do something to find out. Then you go and search. Then you go and talk to other people. Then mm. you go and say, okay, I will do this for whoever or change, whatever. Uh, yeah, so if you're not willing to adapt to the situation, um, it doesn't matter if you're resourceful because you will not do it. Right. Yep. So the key, one of the key things to have as an entrepreneur is being adaptable, right? Mm, and especially I think in situations like now which is uh, like the circuit breaker having Mm. to I think business owners like uh, I know one business owner who had who had uh, workers from Malaysia working under him right now they've all been sent back so now he has to adapt his business because of the situation so exactly yeah I totally agree with you on that okay I think we're coming to the last few minutes Manisha so maybe you want to share a bit more about your latest project baby mini marketing hacks yeah Things. Let us know, what is that so, about? <laughs> Minimum Things Hacks, like I said earlier, came up uh, 
as a platform with resources for clients to just pick up a few different tips that they can immediately implement. Hmm. Um, it was it's actually an Instagram account, Mini Marketing Hacks. Um, now it's also a website with uh, where I plan to include different resources. Uh, we already have social media image packs that you can plug and play. We have consultation calls that, you know, quick brainstorm sessions that you need. Come up with three, four ideas that you can immediately do. We have free downloads. Um, mm. We also have a link to the courses that we have. And we also are planning to do blogs and stuff like that in the future. More stuff that you can download for free. Podcasts as well? Yeah, sure. Why not? We can okay. add in whatever you plan to do in the future, which you need to share with us, by the way, so we all know too. Okay. Yeah. But still, back on you first, the highlight. So what's your end goal for mini marketing hacks? Um, I think it's just reaching out to more small businesses for now. Mm-hmm. Um, there is uh, no tangible goal at the moment. It's just reaching out, um, letting everyone know that there are um, easy resources that you can use. Uh, you don't have to crack your brain. You don't have to overthink. You don't have to have a huge marketing plan. Sometimes it's already you have a marketing plan, but again, when you need to adapt and you need to tweak things, you can mm-hmm. actually just go through this list of things and then you can just pick one up and just quickly do it. Uh, okay. Yep. So it's like it's, you're kind of like providing a one-stop solution for small businesses? Yes. And are you doing this by yourself or do you have a partner? Uh, at the moment, I'm doing this by myself. The Instagram page is run by myself. Of course, I have partnered up with a, a designer. Like my web, website is designed by Brand Build Up Collective. Um, of course, the courses are with my friend Liana from Virtual Assistant Singapore. Future podcasts will be with my friend Fadi. Oh, <laughs> I see. Yes, <laughs> as if you didn't know. <laughs> yeah. So these are a few things that uh, I I hope I didn't forget anyone. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, wonderful. So, yeah, we wish you the best in that, Manisha. We hope that it really thrives and it really does help people. I think, especially small businesses going through these tough times right now. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Anything else you'd like to add before we sign off? What's no, Okay, I'm how about good. this? What about yes. if you could share one message out there to the audience from your life that you've learned? What would be that wow. message? Yeah way to put a girl on in the spot okay (laughs) Uh, i guess um seeing how things are there right now um i think not giving up is very important it's not easy a lot of us are struggling to you know see through things on a daily basis um not giving up talk to people whether it's for your personal or your business um Mm -hmm. i think this is a good time for us to catch up with a lot of things, either things we have not done, including watching that movie that you've been wanting to watch for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and keeping in touch with people is very important for your mental health, for your growth. Okay. So you can keep at it. And if you are doing too much, you still are working from home, you're a parent, please take it easy. <laughs> you know, um, it's hard on everyone in different ways. Um, and let's just stay united. Wonderful. Love that message. Thank you, Manisha. <laughs> All right, and thank you very much for being the first guest here on Deep Culture. Yeah? Thank you. All right, guys. So if you guys want to catch more episodes like this, if you guys also want to hit out Manisha to see what she can offer you in terms of marketing services or freelance author, uh, I'll link her Instagram, her website, 
both. I'll link yeah. them somewhere below. Both. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Take care, everyone, and look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Deep Culture. Bye. Yeah.